Play fake. Young goes deep middle. He's got Jerry Rice. Touchdown 49ers. Welcome to another edition of the 49ers Family Podcast, where three generations of 49ers fans break down the game each week and hear from Grandpa Mike as he shares personal experiences since he became a fan in 1949. My name is Josh. I'm here with my dad, Jared, and my grandpa, Mike, and we are a 49ers family. Okay. Feeling refreshed, coming off the bye week. Uh, long time to stew on that sweet Rams victory. Uh, grandpa, how are you feeling? I'm feeling good, Josh. It was really nice to have a week off and, you know, kind of rest up for the second half. Um and, you know, just lots of thoughts. Um, it was very exciting going to the Ram game. And um, I mean, they looked terrific in the second half. And I never thought that I would be happy with a four and four record, but um, I know you, you said this is a possibility at, in our first podcast and you were right on. Um, I thought we'd be more like six and two. Um, but in the first half, we, you know, had some low points and disappointments, that opening loss to Chicago, um, and then the never-ending injuries and the losses to Atlanta and Denver. We were favored in every game except the Kansas City game, and wow. we're four and four. I will say that while I predicted four and four, a lot you know, is a whole different team back then, including that Trey Lance was our quarterback. Um, so the, the reason I really said four and four is that I thought that we would take some lumps um, just having a rookie quarterback back there. Uh, and but thank goodness for Jimmy. Thank goodness for Christian McCaffrey. Um, you know, we're we're four and four. But as you said, very optimistic four and four. Dad, how are you feeling? Uh, I'm feeling real good. I'm excited about uh, the second half of the season. I thought uh the first half we hit, we hit some, uh, we started out slow, but I think we got some momentum going into the second half of the season. Um, I'm excited to see uh, our team get healthier. It was a perfect time for a buy. Um, and I think we're only getting better as the season goes along. So four and four and the back half of or the second half of the season, uh, our schedule is, it's an easier schedule. Um, and we're stronger and better than we were in the first half. So um, I'm very optimistic. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. Well, cool. Well, today's episode, um, as if you didn't catch it last week, we recapped the Rams game and kind of talked a little bit more about the first half of the season and, and different things. Um, today, we want to preview the second half of the season and as well as obviously do some Chargers game um, preview prep. Uh, so first let's talk about kind of how things have gone, um, or sorry, uh, what, what we expect to see in the second half, uh, it, at the beginning of the year, if you looked at the second half, it's like, whoa, we we're going to play, you know, the fly, you know, the flying around Buccaneers, uh, and a couple other teams that were like pretty formidable and things have changed, including that the fact that 
the Miami Dolphins weren't seen to be uh, a contender, and now they are. Um, our good friend Mike McDaniel has made them into a true uh, offensive juggernaut, and Tua and that offense is is just putting up points at will. Um, so, you know, some definite intrigue. So, Grandpa, talk going to walk through us the next nine games. Okay. Um, so, <clears throat> we're eight games into the 17 game schedule um of our first eight five were on the road so in the second half one of the very important and good positive pieces is six of the nine games will be at home and so that that's going to be a big help the next piece is we're going to get a lot of these injured players back including this week we're you know um, Debo will be back and Juice and Mitchell and Al Shearer and you know so we're we're getting our injured players back or many of them um, and then we made this trade for Christian McCaffrey and I still can't believe that that's I mean he is a difference maker he's a yardage machine he's a first down maker um, this guy's just dynamic. Um, and then of our next nine opponents, only one, Tampa, has a top 10 rated defense. So, um, and you're right, Josh, that, you know, <clears throat> Green Bay has died. We don't play Green Bay this year, but Tampa is not the same team and on and on. So things are changing in the NFL. Um, so we, yeah, we have a lot of uh, positive things going into the second half. Mm -hmm. Dad, what games kind of kind of pop off the schedule to you of that there's some intrigue there? Uh, which games are you kind of keying in on? Mm -hmm. uh, let's see. I really want to see how our um, our defense matches up against Miami. I mean, Miami is probably the most potent offense we're going to face. I mean um and slow down Tua and his weapons um they're a young team so I think Miami is kind of um that's going to be a, a, a very good defining moment for our team and we'll just see how we do right there I, I that matchup intrigues me um probably the most out of any in the second half and that's uh, December 4th so um mm -hmm. looking forward to that Yep, that one's that. The benefit to that one is that we'll also be at home. Uh, while we, as Grandpa just said, have three road games, one is in uh, Mexico City and should feel a little bit more like a home game. And uh, two are the other two are still in the Pacific time zone in Vegas and in Seattle. Uh, so we actually only have to travel, the furthest we have to travel is to Mexico City. Um, and from a time zone perspective, they're on the mountain time zone. Uh, so even, I mean, it's not like we have some long road trip ahead of us and make it to make up those three games, but it's a very manageable uh, road schedule. And I'm, I'm excited to, yeah, see the Niners get healthy and hopefully stay healthy. Um, and really, as I look at the back half of the schedule, um, what I hope to see that honestly we didn't really see on the first half of the schedule is, as Grandpa said, beat the people that you're supposed to beat. Take care of business. Yeah. We didn't do that against Chicago or Denver or Atlanta. 
Uh, Kansas City, I think we all kind of expected um, that to, to be a tough game to, as, as Grandpa said, the only game that we weren't favored in. But I think we're going to be favored in the majority of these games down the stretch. Uh, and I just hope that the Niners really kind of take care of business. Um, and we'll get into that when we talk about the Chargers. Um, but but specifically um, talking about the Arizona games, the Cardinals look bad. Um, their defense looks terrible. Their offense looks subpar. Um, and I mean, as a Niner fan, I love to see that, but you know, they, they still always tend to give us fits, not as much as Seattle does. Uh, but those games, as much as I would like to say that they're, you know, a sure thing, they're not. Um, but I hope that the Niners really, um, you know, show out in those games and, and make them games that we don't have to stress about. <laughs> mm -hmm. Also, for whatever reason, I don't like seeing us playing Seattle at Seattle. I mean, that's never, uh, uh, that's hostile territory for the Niners always. And for whatever reason, Geno Smith is just unconscious this year and doing crazy stuff. So um, that's also going to be, um, uh, a little bit of a nail biter, I think, but hopefully we go in there and just dominate and we're going to get the ball rolling. And, uh, um, I'm, you know, really, we're really going to see what we have under the hood on Sunday and really what we have going into the, the next several weeks is just getting going. We just got a sneak peek of it against the Rams. So to me, looking at the schedule, it's always one game at a time. And so, you know, the whole focus is on the Chargers, but the game in the whole second half of the nine games, and I would not have said this at the beginning of the season, the important game is going to be at Seattle. Mm -hmm. they're, they're a game and a half ahead of us. Um, it's a total surprise. I thought when Russell Wilson went to Denver, it's over. Well, it isn't. And um, so that Seattle game on a December 15th, the Thursday night game. Yeah, short uh, week. Yeah, going to be important. Mm -hmm. Very important. So looking at the schedule, it's just a recap. It's um, at home versus the Chargers, at uh, Mexico City against the Cardinals, <clears throat> at home against the Saints, at home against the Dolphins, at home against the Bucks, at Seattle, at home against uh, Washington, um at vegas on new year's day and then finishing the season um at home against the cardinals so nine games uh curious dad let's start with you what's your predicted um uh record over the second half uh i have a we're sitting at six and three in the second half and that's just trying to be as as real as it can be there i'm hoping it's better than that but six and three Six and three, so that would put him at ten and seven on the season. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay, Grandpa, what do you think? I expect us to go on a run, and I'm going to say we're going to go seven and two in the final nine, and we'll end up eleven and six. Um, and that's, you know, not giving myself a cushion at all, but um, we're going to go seven and two. Yeah, I'm actually right there with you. I, I also think seven and two. I think that's pretty manageable. Um, once again, these are teams that we should beat. Um, and we are healthy. Uh, that's a huge factor. I think the Rams game gave us a lot of good momentum. 
Uh, the bye week gave us a lot, gave us some time to get even more healthy, uh, and also <laughs> give Coach Shanahan some time to figure out how to work with CMC and Debo on the field at the same time. We haven't seen that, and it's full force yet. Uh, and as mentioned, you know, last week, uh, some of the things that we saw in that Rams game from Christian McCaffrey and how he takes the pressure off Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, I think both sides of the ball are just trending in really good and in a really good way. Um, schedule is in our favor. I think seven and two, honestly, is even, you know, I think it's very realistic. I was trying to be real, not even optimistic. Optimistic, I would say eight and one um, with the only, you know, loss either being to Miami or at Seattle. I think those are two. Uh, the two biggest games left in the year um, not to overlook any of the other folks um, on the schedule but that's those are just kind of some of my thoughts so it should be a good one though a very very as you said at the beginning grandpa we're four and four but man are we in it um, look at the Super Bowl odds look at the power rankings look at everything and it, it seems to be that we are about the kind of that that fourth um, team um, right there behind the Eagles, the Bills, the Chiefs, and then us. Uh, and the Niners have gotten a lot of respect from odds makers, even from you know analysts and talking heads. Uh, that that four and four record, don't let it fool you. This team is, like you said, Grandpa, ready to go on a run. Yeah. Yep. So we have San Diego next. Not San, San Diego, Diego next. Um, the Chargers. I keep calling them San Diego. I know. I know. I think we all do. Um, I wish they still, I like, honestly, like the Anaheim angels became the Los Angeles angels of Anaheim. Um, I feel like they should have done something like that, uh, to keep them affiliated with the San Diego Chargers. I know their stadium moved and the angels didn't. So I get, I guess I see that, but, but still, they're still they're, They will always be the San Diego Chargers to us. Yeah. Um, all right. So, yeah, as, as mentioned, you know, this is a home game. Uh, it is Sunday night football, which I love. I love the primetime games. I live for them. Um, and Chargers hold the overall series lead, surprisingly. This is surprising to me. Eight to seven, eight games um, to seven over the Niners. Uh, and the Niners right now are currently favored by a touchdown with the over-under being 46.5 um, points. So should be a good game. And then the weather. We can't forget the weather. The weather. Uh, looks to be right now favorable uh, football weather um, in Santa Clara, uh, you know, probably going to be around 55 degrees or something. Um, so the Chargers are a good team. They're the most injured team in the NFL. They have nine guys on injured reserve and 11 guys that are limited in practice. So they're really banged up. Um, they throw the football. So Justin Herbert, um, he can move around the pocket. And last week he threw 48 passes against Atlanta, um, but he averages 44 passes a game. So that's what they do is they throw the football. They don't run a lot. Um, Herbert averages about 280 yards a game. And um, so that's what we're going to see is he's, he's going to be throwing. A couple of his top wide receivers, Mike Williams is out. Mm -hmm. 
and um Keenan Allen Keenan Allen is he did not practice today mm -hmm. he's been He's only played two games this year. I don't know if he'll play or not. We do this on Wednesday night. And um, so, you know, <clears throat> it looks it looks good. It does look good. I mean, it's it's they still obviously should not be over like they are five and three. Uh, but as you mentioned, they are banged up. Um, and specifically on the defensive side, you know, those are that's what was really popping off to me as we did some some game prep that uh, right now, the uh, at least yards allowed per rush, the Chargers are the worst in the NFL. They allow 5.71 yards per rush. That's unbelievable. That's something that you would expect to see in college or something. Um, and that they also are allowing nearly four yards after contact, which wow. as yeah. any Niner fan knows we live and breathe off of yards after contact or yards after the catch both of them honestly um and which is set in that four yards after the cat after contact is the second worst in the NFL um they obviously don't have Joey Bosa um and then similarly they are also down I forget the other D tackles name Austin or something yeah, yeah. Austin I forget his name but but they they Johnson. are Johnson. There you go, Austin Johnson. Um, they are weak on their defensive front. Uh, they have you know, they still have Derwin James. They have a pretty good back end. Michael Davis uh, is a good corner. Um, but I think this should be a showcase and a good game for the Niners to figure out their run game uh, because frankly the run game and it could be injury related with Elijah Mitchell and then Jeff Wilson had some good spots in there, but then it kind of had some not so great games. We played against some tough defenses. Now we get Christian McCaffrey in Elijah Mitchell. Hopefully will will play. We'll see how many touches he gets. Um, we should dominate this game um, in kind of the, the 2019 uh, kind of way where I don't think Jimmy is going to get um, probably throw more than 15, 16, 17 times. I think we're going to run the ball. We're going to grind out the clock and we are just going to kind of stay on the field. Um, and, and, and when they stack the box, that's when we'll throw. Uh, so I think our defense has to kind of keep us in the game and not let the Chargers put up too many points because they are going to sling the rock as grandpa said. But um, I think our offense is where we have the true advantage. Dad, what are your thoughts? A um, couple of things you mentioned, a lot of it about the, the injuries on the Chargers defensively. Um, and then there are some key wide receivers being out. Um, they do go to the air a lot. Um, and, you know, Austin Eckler is their... Um, is there up? Yeah, he's got 10 of their 20 touchdowns. You know, he's got like four rushing, six receiving. I mean, if if we key on Austin Eckler, shut him down, uh, we're gonna we're gonna be in real good shape. Their defense is rate is approximately number 20 in the in the in the league. So defense is weak, um, weak against the run. You mentioned that. Um uh, I think we, this is a, a great game coming out of the bye potentially to again, establish the run, move the ball around, um, yards after catch. That's what we're built for or yards after contact Our our running squad with, uh, Debo and Mitchell and, 
Christian McCaffrey. I mean, that's just kind of what they do. Um, yeah, so I'm, I think uh, we match up very well. Running, uh, our, our line, I guess that right, this, the, I don't know. Our, we have a few issues there. We can run off Trent Williams off the left side pretty good, but we've statistically have not had much success running, you know, off you know, on the right side uh, of our line, our guard and tackle positions there. We need to get that going. We have great pass defense uh, with the line, um, but as far as a run um, blocking is, is not what it's normally at, but maybe we haven't had the, um, the right running back in the back. Um, so anyhow, it's interesting. I watched a few things on uh, uh, just overview of the Niners uh, the first half of the season and what we're what we're looking like what we what we do is we're really normally uh, you know a rushing uh, offensively minded team and we've slowly migrated to being more dominant in a, in a passing sense um, uh, statistically we're better in you know when um, Jimmy G's in a shotgun formation uh, we actually have more yards per play, you know, uh, gained. Um, and uh, we used to be, it's like 60-40 now. We're 60% of the time we're in shotgun, 40% under center. And uh, we're move, we move the ball better when we're in the shotgun formation, just opens up our offense more. And I guess it plays to the strengths of our playmakers yeah. too. So um, it'll be interesting to see if uh, that trend continues in the second half of the season. Yeah, I'm not I'm not surprised to hear that. Um, want to get your thoughts on that too, Grandpa. But if we're at a shotgun, though, as we know, Jimmy G's specialty is quick release, get the ball out quick. And yep. if you're under center, and if you look to throw out of being under, under center, you lose a solid second um, to get through a read, um, pretty much maybe one, one and a half reads if you're dropping back. And you have to be facing one side of the field, uh, as you drop back so that's not totally surprising to me just given the strengths and weaknesses of jimmy g uh and and frankly yeah. with all the motion pre-snap motion that kyle likes to do that lends itself to being at a shotgun um because you kind of uh debo come to your hip debo leave from the hip christian mccaffrey come to the hip and those are that's all that, that those defenders have to key in on uh, is where are those playmakers and then oh yeah you got brandon Ayuk that's on a hot streak three games of 80 80 yards receiving um george kittle ready to go off any second um i love that all these guys are healthy uh, i can't wait can't wait to see them all on the field at the same time yeah you're you're right josh with i think we're better off in the shotgun because jimmy can see the field and mm -hmm. you know, that too yes if he's under center it's a three five seven step drop it takes a second or two and that's you know in the shotgun you don't have that so um but getting back to the chargers <clears throat> Eckler is a tough little runner he's mm -hmm. he's really physical he's only five eight he weighs 200 pounds he's from western Colorado I always like looking up where these guys came from um so small school little guy just tough as a nails he scored 20 touchdowns last year and he has 10 in the last five games um so he's he's a tough guy um and he catches the ball out of the backfield too so um the chargers have beat the raiders 
the Texans, the Browns, the Broncos, and the Falcons, and they've lost to the Chiefs, the Jaguars, and the Seahawks. So that kind of tells you when they play a good team, they don't win. Um, well, and I think, especially thinking about those teams that they lost to versus that they beat, I think a lot of it comes down to that defense. Um, that their their defense can get overwhelmed um, easily, and that's where I do think that we have the upper hand. So I do hope. Uh, I think that seven point spread uh, or the 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 line. Uh, I think that's about right. I would I would expect seven or maybe eight points um, for an NFL game. That's that's pretty significant. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, you know, I think Ozmakers feel confident in the Niners. I feel confident in the Niners, but but you never know. You never know. But it does help that we're coming off a bye and the game is at home. That is, that's also in our favor. Yeah. Uh, it is too bad that Joey Bosa isn't going to play just for the like the Bosa Bosa intrigue. Um, I'm I'm happy that he's not playing because that guy is a disruptor, just like his brother. Um, but, but, uh, they did interview, um, Nick today, I think it was in the locker room, asked them and he said, yeah, you know, a little bummed we can't play against him. Uh, but I've been following the Chargers really since he drafted, since they drafted his brother and yeah, you know, him and his brother are really tight. The whole Bosa family is super, super tight. Um, gotta just respect, respect that they're just, they're machines. Um, they train together uh and so it would have been a cool kind of storyline headed into the game that brother brother on brother um action but uh luckily we don't have to deal with him because and i mean we do have a good um great obviously the best maybe offensive tackle in trent williams uh but if joey were to line up on the other side against like glinchy i'd be a little nervous yeah it's 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 also interesting so the Bosa parents have uniforms that are half Niners. So both players wear number 97, which is what the number their father wore when he played. That's cool. And so the parents have had uniforms made. They're half Charger, half Niners. So the nine is, I don't know if that's Charger or Niner, but um, and. <clears throat> I expect they'll be there and wear those jerseys, but they were very disappointed that they're not both going to be playing against each other because it's only every four years that we will play the, you know, the Chargers. Right, exactly. Um, and who knows, <laughs> who knows what will happen in the next four years. Um, I, I, I hope Nick is still on the Niners for sure. And I expect the Niners to lock him up this off season. Um, but who knows um, where Joey will be or, you know, injuries, injuries happen. So who knows? He's a force. Yep. He sure is. Um, okay. Well, so let's do some, um, score predictions. Um, mentioned that we're all feeling relatively confident. The spread is by seven. Uh, grandpa start us off. I, I think the score or the final score is going to be 27 to 20. Okay. Dad, so right, right on the line. Okay. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm on the line too, but I think we're going to have, uh, we're going to put some points. I think we're going to be, we're going to get 30, 31 points, 31 to 24. Okay. Niners. All right. I'm going to go 
35-21. I think our offense is going to be clicking. I think, and I think we will kind of put the game away. Uh, I mentioned this last week. Uh, I loved against the Rams that long pass to Charlie Werner. Um, that was kind of just like the, the finishing strike. I hope we see another one of that. I think that we're going to be going to, going to be up 28, 21, something of the sort. Um, and I think, I, I hope that we just put the nail in the coffin and, and finish winning by two touchdowns. That's, that is a hopeful prediction. Mm -hmm. uh, but it, I think it's also realistic because I think our, our offense versus their defense, once again, is only going to get better as the game goes on. So mm -hmm. I'm going to say 35, 21. Nice. I love it. <laughs> Usually when you run the ball, the scores are not as high because it takes you a long time to get down the field. True. Um, Maybe we'll get a, an, uh, an interception, a short field in there to give us some. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm very hopeful with McCaffrey that we score in the 30s every game the second half. I mean, that's where we really need to be. We do. 30-something points. Yeah. Well, and and I was talking to a fellow Niner fan um, here in my neighborhood. <laughs> uh, he actually lives just around the corner, and we found out that we we're both big Niner fans. It's super fun, um, and we talked about that. That maybe it's jumping to conclusions, and uh, but we need to practice putting up points. Um, sure, especially yeah. because if we hope to win the Super Bowl. To get to the Super Bowl, I think we can play our game and win, win games by scoring in the 20s. But whoever we're going to go up against in the Super Bowl, and I'm predicting that's either going to be the Chiefs or the Bills, we are going to have to learn or have to have experience putting up points and quick drives uh, and and being able to respond. And so I hope that we do, I agree, Grandpa, see that in the second half of the season. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Yeah, we, we need to be. Yeah. We got to have a deep threat. We got it. Jimmy's got to be able to sling it when it when it's needed, and uh, that threat has to be there. Because you're right. I mean, Kansas City, they are they're they just put up tons of points and can do it at will. And you got to in a shootout. I mean, we got to be able to kind of hold our own. Yeah. Yeah. And that's actually what I said. I said, Kansas City doesn't care if you're at 21 to zero. They're in that game until, you know, five minutes left. <laughs> Honestly, they can score and they are confident that they can score in 53 seconds. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. just look at that Buffalo playoff game last year. Unbelievable. Crazy. Unbelievable. All right. Well, it should be a good one. Um, as per usual, uh, we will end with a story from Grandpa Mike. Um, this time, we're going to hear about Grandpa Mike's, uh, it's been mentioned before, but his sports memorabilia room, or as I was a kid, called it his sports museum. Um, so, Grandpa, tell us about it. Okay, well, each week, um, I'm asked to tell a story, and I love doing it, but I don't like talking about myself, so... I always have difficulty coming up with what the subject should be, and Josh and Jared have to help me. So, um, but anyway, I, for, for, to the listeners who don't know me, which is probably most, um, I was born and raised in San Francisco, and I am a loyal, dedicated 
49er giant warrior fan. I mean, it's in my blood. So for whatever reason, when I was a little boy, I just started saving things, I had saving sports memorabilia. And today I'm 80 years old. So I've had, you know, 70 something years of collecting things. Um, and today it's quite a collection. It really is a museum. There's over 1,100 pieces of sports memorabilia. And um, I mean, it's all good quality stuff. As an example, I have um, my pride and joy is my 60 autographed baseballs and 41 are in the Hall of Fame. Um, so it's you know, Hank Aaron, Willie Mays, Ted Williams, Mickey Mantle, Joe DiMaggio, Bob Feller, Lou Gehrig, and Babe Ruth, um, and many others. So it's quite a collection of autographed baseballs. And then I also have autographed bats. I have 18 actually autographed bats, including seven of the top eight home run hitters of all time. And that's everybody but Babe Ruth. And just in case you're interested, um, Babe Ruth's autograph bat costs $250,000. So we won't be getting that one anytime soon. Um, so, and the other thing that I've collected over the years that I've never seen anybody else collect, um, and there's a lot of great collections out there, but is magazines. And um, I've, so I've collected, Sports Illustrated started in 1954. And the third issue was YA Tittle on the cover and the face mask thing that I talked about earlier. But I have 104 magazines that are all framed, um, all in the same kind of frame, um, gunmetal gray with glare proof glass, and they're hung in chronological order by date. Um, so it's quite a, quite a collection. It's not only Sports Illustrated, it's Newsweek and Time and Sport Magazine. A lot of them are now out of business, unfortunately, um, <laughs> uh, because of the internet. So newspapers and magazines are dying. I also have over 30 uniforms um, of the 49ers, the Giants, uh, the Warriors, the San Francisco Seals, the team I grew up with. Um, and, <clears throat> and then I have uh, hundreds of baseball cards. Some are over 100 years old. And there's autographed basketballs from um, <clears throat> Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, John Wooden, Bill Russell, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, Rick Barry, and on and on. So um, it's it's a beautiful room, and um, the collection never ends. So I'm always looking for things. Um, I also have all the championship rings, the five 49er Super Bowl rings, and um, the three giant World Series rings, and I have five warrior um, <clears throat> NBA championship rings. So, all, all fake, right, Grandpa? Those aren't those aren't real. 
Well, that's true. Okay. The, the molding is the exact molding, um, but they're not real diamonds. So <laughs> I'm just, I, I'm, I don't want to protect you a little bit. People aren't going to try and break a window to get those rings. They are not real. <laughs> yeah. They're not, they're not real. They're replicas, but they look real. They do. I've actually worn a cape just a couple of times. I've worn one like out to dinner after, you know, the Giants won the World Series or something. And it's really uncomfortable and awkward. The ring is so big. It's like, get this off my finger. But anyway, um, so I have just all kinds of things. I uh, have three wooden uniforms. This guy in Utah made them out of a hundred year old barn wood. And they're of Barry Bond, Steph Curry and Ronnie Lott. So just a lot of stuff and it's my pride and joy and um, it's been my hobby and um, I wanted to share it with you. That's awesome. Um, I uh, lived in Houston for, for our listeners. I lived in Houston for four years, worked for Houston Methodist uh, and was able to be in on a few meetings of their board of directors. And Spencer Tillman uh, was actually on their board of directors and he would wear his Super Bowl ring regularly. Um, and that thing was big, but he wore it with pride, uh, which I always thought was pretty cool. He was number 23. That was a good guy. Super good. Guy. Yeah. Um, well, last but not least, I did just want to ask you, Grandpa, uh, you know, one of the more famous or I guess, <laughs> uh, yeah, famous Super Bowls of the Niners was beating um, the Chargers in a pretty good butt whooping. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did just want to ask you off the cuff, kind of what do you remember about that game? Where were you? And like, how was it being a fan? Well, it was um, Super Bowl 34, and I actually watched it on TV. Um, Steve Young threw six touchdown passes. We actually killed the the Chargers. It was the final score was 49 to 26. However, um, San Diego scored twice at the end, kind of on garbage time. They scored like 16 points um, at the end, so it it was it was much like the the, the Denver Super Bowl that we won 55 to 10, but this was 49 26, and um, the, for San Diego to qualify, they had to beat Pittsburgh during their you know their 20 year run. So it was it was an upset that um, looked like we were going to play Pittsburgh, but we played <clears throat> the Chargers, and it was a rout. Yep. Jerry Rice, I mean, it was unbelievable. Yeah, that that was the game, I believe, too. That you know, Steve Young finally earned his own Super Bowl, and the famous kind of monkey off the back uh, video that he finally kind of emerged from the shadow and said like, you know, we like, we did this, I did this. Um, and which was pretty epic too. It was, it was Gary Plummer who, t- he went over and said, take the monkey off my back. And it was Gary Plummer who did that. And Gary Plummer, part of the story, 
was a linebacker from Cal that played for the Chargers for many years. And then he got into this contract dispute. And the year he went to the Niners, they played in the Super Bowl against his former team. The guy that you see lifting the, you know, uh, the monkey off Steve Young's back. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, right on. Well, thank you all for joining us for another episode of 49ers Family. We appreciate you uh, being part of our family, uh, talking Niners, talking uh, everything San Francisco sports. Um, if you have any feedback, please hit us up at 49ersFamilyPodcast at gmail.com. Um, until next time, uh, go Niners. Go Niners. Go Niners.